Dume Langumzanzi and welcome back to Sisters Without Shame, a no-holds-barred podcast that is proudly brought to you by Healthform Zanzi. I am your host, Nolu Tandangakani, and I am here to hold your hand as you seek the answers to those medical shames and woes you dare not speak of in public. This podcast is a safe space for you, babes. Jeepers Creepers. It's April already. If there is one thing that will continue to shock me without any fear or favor, it is how fast this year is moving. We have eight whole months left, and I just can't help but wonder what the rest of the year has in store for us. But this is not the Lulu show, I get it. We have a write-in from Pine Town in KZN. Our weary friend in crisis writes, I am 20 and I do not consider myself to be overweight. I recently lost 5 kilograms from 80 to feel a little more comfortable with my body. My ultimate goal is 10 kilograms. I exercise and I'm having fun on the journey. The problem is my family. So every Easter, we spend it at my mother's house and I cannot help but feel anxious about going home because my aunts are nasty with the comments on my weight, whether I lose it or gain it. Please help. Or worry not, dearest friend from Pine Town. Lumka Mabo, a clinical psychologist from Centurion, is here to unpack the effects of body shaming. So I wanted to ask you, you know, what is the impact of body shaming on our emotional well-being? Body shaming, first of all, people criticizing others for their body size, making unkind remarks. Sometimes it's very obvious and it may be hidden into phrases that would be culturally accepted by society, such as, you are simply for other people that could mean that, oh my word, you are so fat, that's not actually pretty. You know, depending on cultures, some people could be genuinely meaning that you look good in, in your big body, but those that are listening may also interpret that otherwise. And it may also not sit well with you if perhaps you have different understanding of what that should be meaning. Because I gather that some women in their big body sizes, they really don't feel comfortable themselves. Others, it's because genetically they are born as big boned and others are not. I think it would be nice for people to generally be sensitive when making remarks or giving compliments, because sometimes it is meant to be a compliment, but then it ends up being very negative. So it would be lovely for us to be mindful. So getting to, to your question now, festive season is coming and people will be definitely eating their lives away and others may be very, very withdrawn because eating also means for them that they will pick up, you know, more weight, which they, they don't like. So the effects of such, you know, low, low self-esteem, self-image and obviously their self-worth also seem to decrease because of the viewpoint one upholds about being a big size person. So obviously that now will lead to people being withdrawn and not wanting to come to the table. Others might even lie and say, I'm not hungry, I don't want food. 
because of how others may look at them and how they may even make remarks that how your plate is already full, you sure you want another plate. Obviously, if the meal was that good and you want to go for seconds, you can't because they, they all look at you and say, but she's so big and she still wants seconds. What's wrong with her? So definitely you tend to feel very lonely in that space and you cannot be yourself. You have to keep up with what's expected of you, which then doesn't make you quite a happy person. And that can easily lead to depression. Apart from depression, anxiety also, whenever there's an invitation, most people would say, no, I'm not going, not because they don't want to go, but because there's that anxiousness of, oh, my word, what am I going to wear if then I dress up like this? Let's say it's a picnic in a park and the dress code is a short with a white t-shirt. You immediately think, I can't do a short. I need a flowy dress because society tells us that a big size person cannot wear shorts because then she's not dressed for a body. You know, such statements are subtle. They are very, very deep and they can really be pricky and hurting. You then become mindful of where am I going to get a flowy dress because that's what they say is good for somebody my body size. So those are just the effects that come with it. And also eating disorders. Some people will eat because they love the taste of food, but eventually you find them in the bathroom trying to obviously take the food out because for them that food should not be in their body. I'm currently treating a male. And this is now something that I also would like society maybe to have a look at. We have this belief that body shaming is only for women or it's experienced by women or rather women are the target. On the contrary, on the recent years, I've also been treating young boys, like teenage boys. One currently that I'm seeing right now was saying to me on Saturday, we had a follow-up session, and I looked at him after I had not seen him for two months. He had lost so much weight. The mom actually called me to say, I don't know what's going on with my child, but he's lost so much weight. You need to see him. So he brought, I mean, she brought him back to therapy. When I saw him, I couldn't recognize him. I was like, darling, you've lost weight. And he's like, yes, I've lost weight. Is it that bad? I still need to lose more. And I promise you, Lulu, the bones were already protruding. This is a teenage boy that I last saw. He was chubby. He was round and handsome and dark and tall. But when I saw him this time around, he looked almost sickly with his eyes almost, you know, sinking in. When I obviously go back with him as to why does he look this way, he tells me it was peer pressure. His friends at school would tell him that he doesn't look like he belongs to the group because he's not buff, he's not chunky like them. So he figured he needed to lose weight. Can you see that they didn't say much except for what you don't look like you belong to the group should be looking like the rest. And obviously the rest maybe were not chubby, they were not round like So you felt that pressure. And now he says to me, it's only once a day. If he feels that he's eaten a lot more than he should have taken in, he then pushes his finger up to his mouth and then he regurgitates. Is it? So now he's bulimic as well. Eating disorders, body dysmorphomic disorders. You really get a couple of those different types of disorders depending on what exactly is the person experiencing. 
I think those basically, from a psychological point of view, those would be the effects of body shaming. How do you keep your chin up then? Just like lock out all the bullying, basically. I'm a fan of preventative measures. When we raise our kids, we start from home, literally, and praise for their roundness, affirm them, let them feel that they really do not in their hips and in their bumps, especially females. If it's boys, allow them to eat as much as they can. And as they grow older, then you ask if they want muscles or they don't, then you also teach them how to give those muscles. It's parenting from a child, for example, one is still a kid, you can mentor them into appreciating themselves. But now at an adult age where you're really big enough as an adult, you decide on your own to, well, maybe understand where you are emotionally so that you can affirm the right audience. Because it's also difficult to say, use affirmations for what. So identify which parts of your emotions are actually moved by certain remarks. And then work through those. So you would affirm those areas. And one of them when it comes to the body or physical appearance is the fact that we don't choose, number one, to look the way we do. When I say look the way we do, for example, if my nose is, is long and it's protruding all the way up, that's how God designed me, that's how I'm made. And that's my mother and my father's genes. So definitely that's why I've got no choice in that. Can we accept that there are certain things that we cannot choose about our parents? That's the first thing. The second one, then you are firm yourself on that which you had no choice, right? And you appreciate it in doing so, in affirming that. So another thing is we are more than just bodies. Bodies are just containers of who we truly are. And this is where now a level-headed person should be meditating on, that you are indeed more than just what people see. Mm -hmm. So it's not just about the body. Say, for example, you're not happy about your lips. Now you want them thinner instead of thick. There's nothing to do about it. We can appreciate what we have. But on top of that, understand it's not just, you are not just the lips. There are other areas of the body that are really stunning. And people might appreciate it, but you might learn to also appreciate it. Because we don't appreciate ourselves. Society basically will always get the call for us. So let's not be victims of the call that's made by society or imposed by society on our part. At the end of the day, you are the individual and you must live within this container that's the best way you know how. And the best way would be to appreciate the container. Also learning to engage in activities that our bodies appreciate. Mm. Because you know how we always think the way to a healthy body is exercises. Sometimes, you know, you don't like this exercise. You like a different kind of exercise. Then do that. If gardening is a way of exercising, then do gardening. If walking is your way of exercising, and you do walking. You don't have to go to the gym to stop waiting to all these crazy things or even run. I hate running. I can't imagine my bum up there. What's the best way for me to do my exercises without feeling otherwise? I've learned a few. 
So we must really identify those activities or those exercises that our bodies enjoy. Not what we think is ideal for our bodies, but what our bodies enjoy, the other way around. Because when your body is enjoying, you will maintain and you will be disciplined and you will be consistent. But if your body does not enjoy it, yeah, going to the gym or doing exercise is going to be a whole lot. So you don't want that. Thank you for joining this week's episode of Sisters Without Shame, Lunka. For more on the emotional impacts of fat shaming, check out healthformzanzi.co.za. Now remember, if you are in a medical jam, you can send an email to hello at healthformzanzi.co.za or send us an SOS to 076-132-0454. I would never blue tick you, babes. shaming only does one thing it makes you feel ashamed and shame leads to depression anxiety and self-destructive behavior self-destructive behavior like overeating keep your opinions to yourself that brings us to the end of episode 36 of sisters without shame proudly brought to you by healthform zanzi from me Lulu Nakani, have a great week and remember to show your girl some love by sharing this podcast with a friend.